Hey, it's the official podcast, episode 311, and we're going to shit talk Howard Stern. So if you're a Stern <laughs> fan, well, this isn't for you. Start it off, Jackson. Does uh, Howard have any fans left? Uh, they're no. probably like in their 60s by now, maybe. Brady yeah. still listens. I've told you guys before, he listens to like his audiobooks, his biographies and shit. I don't know how he has an audience left. Howard Stern, as you might know, was like very, very big. Still is, I mean, the man... How much was his deal with SiriusXM? Like $400 million or some shit? To keep his shit show going? And since Wait, then... how much did you say? Like $400 million or something. He got paid way more than Sirius even Joe Rogan. XM? What, what is that? Satellite radio. It's one of the, it is one of the biggest radio stations. And to oh, be so fair, back in the day... Well, back in the day, people also had no choice of, like, podcasting. You know, if you're driving a truck in the 90s, yeah, all you yeah. had was a radio station that you can tune into, and then that's how they automatically got a shit ton of views. And he's still big. I mean, I guess people still listen. Otherwise, he wouldn't be paid that fucking much. But it can't be his original audience, because his original audience nowadays is just constantly shitting on him. Um, my buddy Carl from Who Are These Podcasts does regular segments on him and everybody in that sphere from those radio days because they've fallen so far. Howard Stern nowadays is a mentally ill hermit. Like, <laughs> to the point where he didn't leave his fucking compound for two years because of COVID. He didn't, just like, what, three weeks ago, he finally fucking left his home because he's a germaphobe and he's mentally ill. He's a hypochondriac and he's paranoid, schizophrenic. He finally left this well, home let's to actually go to Let's stop talking about Charlie and let's talk about yeah, Howard. I, I started to notice a lot of similarities between Stern and I there for a moment and I didn't like Is that worrying? Is that a worry to you, Charlie? Is that how you're going to end up 10 years, the Charlie compound? <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> He I mean, you kind of did like, over COVID um, as well, but that, I, like, no fault to you, obviously, but you, you locked yourself in for a while there. Yeah, and I think I caught COVID again recently, because I, <laughs> I went out to a concert, and um, my throat's fucking sore and my body hurts. I just took a COVID test, so we'll see oh, how that yeah, goes. Yeah, boy. Good you shit. You went to a concert? Yeah, I went to a concert for the first time in, like, five years. Who'd you well, see? You God, you lesson. are Howard Stern. Be careful, bro. Don't turn mentally ill on us. Howard, the only reason he left the compound, by the way, was to have brunch with a bunch of other celebrities. So that was exciting for him, I guess, and his agoraphobia to leave his uh, compound with his servants. And yeah, I mean, you guys go. I, I genuinely didn't know that you guys didn't like Howard Stern for some reason. I, it's just every single clip. I, I, I've never watched like a full episode of whatever his show is, the Howard Stern show. Um, but every clip I've seen, he just comes across as such a weird man. Like I've all I've seen so many clips of him, uh, like getting his female guests to ride that Sibian, I think it's called, and he always just makes such uncomfortable comments, and it always makes me feel just so weird. Oh my god, you're just a big baby. the The man was a shock jock. He did way worse things than that back in the day. Nowadays, he doesn't do anything like that. He has on Rosie O'Donnell. Who like I don't know what Howard Stern fan gives a shit what Rosie O'Donnell has to say. Did she ride the Sibian? I don't know. I, I would assume not. She's rich enough, but no, he doesn't do anything anymore except again, COVID broke his brain. He just rambles on about how everybody is a douchebag for needing work and needing to feed their children and wanting to go to, uh, you know, into the park to swing their kids on a swing. Like, to be that fair, COVID broke everyone's now. brains, including yours, so. It's, it's like universal at this point. Uh, bro, I don't that impose my shit on though. other people. I, I am not worth $400 million telling people they should just sit at home and starve to death. I mean, no one's because forced to listen to him. Is his show like permanently playing in radios in, in cars? Like you have to actively go and listen to it. 
Again, I don't know. This is one of those things where I think we are just so out of touch. We do not notice audience at all. I'm sure he has a lot of like listeners that we just don't know about. It's like, um, at, for instance, did you guys know that the World Soccer Cup is apparently happening? Do any of you give a shit? Because I sure as shit don't, but a lot of people are watching. <laughs> I did know it was happening, but only because Twitter. I see a lot of people talking about it on Twitter. Is that is yeah, that the one where where is it where is it taking place? Qatar, a, a yeah, nation okay. where they execute gay people, torture and execute gay people, and the U.S. national team changed their crest to include the gay flag in it. So that'll work. That'll show them. <laughs> that'll right all the wrongs. <laughs> give, yeah, give give those people money. Like build the giant stadiums, bring tourists there, and everything. It's so dumb. I remember Anywhere reading. I, I don't I don't know how accurate this is. This was a while ago, but when they were setting up Qatar for the the World Cup stage, I believe they had so many worker deaths that they needed to make some kind of public statement about it. Is that true, Kaya? You'd know more than I would. Um, I mean, I haven't heard about that specifically. Actually, maybe I did. I mean, Qatar is also that nation where they keep semi legal slaves, where they do that shit. Um, they import immigrants and then they take the immigrants' passports and they say, well. You, you're gonna build this shit now, bitch, and if you don't, then you're not getting your passport back, and they literally work people to death, yeah. Well, how do they know that it's- know about How do they know stadium. that it's gonna be a quality building, then? Like, well, I well so, just- I, I looked it up the just to get the- quality. Just to get the numbers accurate, <laughs> 6,500 migrant workers have died in Qatar since the FIFA World Cup was uh, announced <laughs> to be going there. Jesus Christ. So Wasn't the, it the same the with the Brazil- event? There was two questions there. What, ju what, what just happened? <laughs> Kai, go first. Oh, I was asking, is this for this most recent event, the new stadium? Yeah, so this oh, is... Th I don't know if like all the worker deaths are in relation to the new stadium or anything, but since it was given the FIFA Cup, because they know years in advance, since then they've had 6,500 workers die while setting up for it. I, I love that. I love that the soccer teams are like, you know, virtue signaling gay rights while playing on a fucking literal burial ground in a gay <laughs> hostile country. Like, their souls are screaming at you, bro. Yeah, it's, it's actually super <laughs> fucked up, honestly. And that's, I remember, yeah. This caught a lot of flack, even from like the most diehard of soccer fans, like, you know, giving FIFA shit, like, how could you possibly think this was a good idea? And. Now I don't hear anything about that, so I guess they got over it now that the competition's about to start. Well, yeah, oh, yeah it, now, now you I'm gotta remember, you gotta remember, Charlie, people's pleasure always outweighs their principles. Like, anyone who's complaining yeah. about it goes, ooh, soccer, and then they stop caring. Yeah, the first thing they'll say when they, when they watch the game is, this stadium looks perfect. <laughs> this is the best stadium I've ever seen. <laughs> These seats are so comfy. The announcer's gonna be like, oh my god, this is one of the most beautiful stadiums we've ever seen. Build <laughs> ethically, too. A lot they're of gonna, heart and soul went into this one. They're gonna <laughs> slow fade into the broadcast, and he's gonna go, we are here in beautiful guitar, and I gotta say, last <laughs> night, I was checking out the scenery, fine, fine weather, and, like, they'll just ramble on about how great it is for ten minutes. <laughs> and then they're gonna go, goal! And then just everybody will freak yeah. out, and nobody gives a shit. And also large swaths of soccer fanhood are not like you or I. They don't care. Like, go up to a Turkish soccer fan no, and tell them that they kill gay people over soccer, there. You gotta remember, soccer fans are also rabid monsters who destroy entire cities <laughs> when their team wins. 
That was outrageous. <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, he's, he's also, not even hey, wrong. We're, like, we're giving, the, we're yeah, giving other true. countries a lot of credit. You got to remember, there was that scandal recently. I don't remember which countries were playing, and people are going to get mad if I name any, so I won't name any, but it was like, I'm going to use two as an example. Let's say it was Brazil versus Uruguay, right? And I remember it was like a predominantly African team versus like a South American team. And the South American team kept chanting monkeys over and over and over <laughs> to the opposing team and making like really I mean, racist remarks. Hardcore. It's, it's not just race. Like it transcends race. They just, the point is discrimination. Like these soccer fans see themselves more like a gang than a fan base. It's it not only soccer. Like it's not war. only soccer. I mean, like this. There's civilized sports and then there's like uncivilized sports. I put soccer in uncivilized sports because that's where most of that kind of stuff is. But it's also like, I see that kind of shit at like rugby league matches or, or, um, I don't know what it's called over in America. Oh yeah, I, for I, sure. I, but those are, I don't know. I feel like soccer is the worst offender though, because even the soccer players yeah. are all fucking like egomaniacal douchebags. Who was it who got famous because, um, another soccer player walked up to him and said something he didn't like, so he headbutted him like a fucking angry Zidane. goat. What is yeah. it, Zidane? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like a Mortal, yeah. Mortal Kombat character. He he didn't even headbutt him in the head. He headbutted him in the chest like an actual goat. That was so fucking funny. <laughs> you just reminded me, and Andrew, I, I don't know exactly where you were thinking it was, but uh, in relation to soccer deaths, Indonesia has i watched a documentary on this i don't remember the two teams but there is an actual rivalry between these two teams where every time they play people die because mm -hmm. the fans get so riled up and most recently this came the into sacrifice. the public the, this came into the public eye a little more so in october of this year when 130 more than 130 people were killed after an indonesian soccer game what the mm -hmm. fuck what happened i also, I also have, wasn't um, that i also have on, more... wasn't that because the stadium collapsed or something uh, oh, I so think I remember saying that, yeah. The state, I, I don't know if the stadium collapse was the whole thing, but there was a lot that happened there. So there was like tear gas that was being deployed in order to like break up the rioting. Uh, there was just so much that happened. Probably collapsed because it was built by like slave labor as well. Like the, it, it, it extends beyond just the uh, riots themselves, I'm sure. Like the stadium probably wasn't built, built in the best condition. So I have more oh, no, evidence of backing it. up what I was talking about earlier. I found a game of uh, a r team from Rome versus Lazio soccer team, which is another Italy-based soccer team. But one of the teams had a black player, and literally the opposing team's fans would just make monkey noises whenever he was on the field. They're, like, they soccer are fans are soccer fucking fans diabolical. Are like, they, they go They're insane. Remember the other drama where soccer fans started pointing lasers at the opposing team's eyes? Yeah. <laughs> no chill. <laughs> yeah. Like, so soccer fans, I, I guess not all for soccer them. fans, but they have a reputation for being no, it's like just... like 99% of them, Yeah, just honestly. being riotous, just dis disruptive, horrid forces like, of nature, you know? How do you even go home and brag about a victory after that? Like, yeah, I blinded the opposite uh, goalie, but, but that's how we won. Like, I okay. know. When, when your team sport has a, has a stereotype that if you win a big game, your city is demolished, maybe you need to calm down a little bit. Take a breath. It sounds like something that Kyle would have come up with. <laughs> that, that is so funny. It's like Mad Max sports. Yeah, it it's, is. It is quite something, yeah. yeah.
Well, how do you like? How safe are the soccer players in that? In that, uh, they're treated like, like gods. They're mm-hmm. actually treated like literal. Well, they not they the opposite like teams. And well, the opposite like team it, just leaves. They, they leave, and they go home where they're well, treated yeah, how like do they gods. Get out there? There's a fucking riot happening at the stadium. Like, do they do they have secret service agents? What? Yeah, they have different well, yeah, exits and entrances, Jackson. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. But so, what did they have to plan for that? At all like it's every gonna, giant like, sport, a, Jackson. We're gonna do a Just heli. Jackson, you remember? But, yeah, you but have if they're riding of... on the field and stuff, Jackson, then they're gonna I fucking close in on the that team. Australia is they so will. isolated. You don't have giant sporting affairs, but in like American football and European soccer. Fans get fucking crazy. What do you mean? Do you think they just they just like limit their riding to the stands? Of course they're gonna ride on the field. Yeah, but Jackson. And that's why they have teams to protect the teams. They have whole security detail. Yeah. Also, (laughs) half of the stadium is on the team's side. Like there are dozens, if not hundreds, of men who would jump in front of a bullet for a soccer player. Yeah, but (laughs) but these guys are the biggest targets. Like they're the they're the enemy team, basically. They're like I feel like they'd be an enormous target. There, it, it really feels like the soccer fans against the opposing team don't care to beat them up. It's the other fans that they beat the <laughs> shit out of. Maybe, but uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe. You also have to keep in mind, Jackson. These people aren't like athletic like the soccer players. They're just goobers like you and me. So they're not going to like be able to fight a soccer player. They're just going to fight other goobers in the stands. I think it's well, so if you, fo- if, well, if you Jackson, get like a thousand goobers together, I think they could take on a soccer Jackson, player. Jackson, it's so foreign to you because you don't have this concept in Australia. In America, we have football where people lose their fucking minds and go ape shit and will literally like blood curdling scream if their team doesn't win a game. And in in Europe they have soccer where it's like country versus country and they have so much pride in it and they go fucking insane and burn Europe, down cities. Like, it's it's the Austra- whole world for soccer. It, it, what it does is, Australia have? The entire world, yeah. What, like what, what do you mean out? What sport like, do you guys that? have that makes you guys like flip cars and punch children? Rugby league. Don't I just said that cricket-y before. poo or okay. something. Yeah, cr- well cricket's pretty simple like people were pretty fine with cricket but um, uh rugby league is like massive like enormous in australia so if you if you guys lose a big rugby game don't you see people that are like oh what the fuck oh my god i can't believe it you fuck i don't think it's ever come to like a riot or anything like what i'm hearing about these they're not real fans then yeah if you're not rioting you don't really care (laughs) yeah Yeah, true yeah you call yourself you you guys don't have riots in america either though you've got riots but you don't have riots over sports we do sometimes Oh, do you? Sometimes, yeah, really? but against soccer, by far, what? wins the trophy of most violent sports. And our riots Just... are usually over, like, football or hockey, not soccer. Not hockey, usually just football. Yeah, football. NFL. Yeah. Football here is football there. Like, foot- American football to us is, like, the soccer. It's the big sport. It's the one everyone yeah. gives a shit about. Yeah, I, I know. I just, I have never heard of any, like, riots happening over that. Yeah, we've had some. I, heard of, I think one riot happening. Philly. I think it was Philly. It might have been Philly. Could the be, yeah. Philly fans get wild. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Actually, I, I do know about that, like, uh, stigma or whatever about Philadelphia fans. I mean, you got to remember, it's a large crowd crammed together, all in support of one thing, and a lot of them are drinking. Like, of course, chaotic shit's going to happen no, when they're bro, invested in something. Well, hold up. You cannot blame alcohol. Like, in nations that... For, Again, football, or soccer, rather, is also popular in places like Turkey where no one drinks, and they still wake the fuck out like absolute cavemen. I'm not blaming it, but it definitely can't help. Why why do you guys think that these kinds of riots don't happen at, like, tennis matches? (laughs) I'd love to see that. (laughs) Well, tennis is usually, like, a rich person's sports. I've 
gone to tennis practice uh, in my youth, and it's the, the snootiest people go there. Yeah. Like, people yeah, who would never, ever throw so much as a slap. We should start the like tradition. Clubs. We, should, we should go to Wimbledon or a big tennis game and just be like, Defense! <laughs> Defense! <laughs> Andrew, this, this ties back to an idea I've wanted to do for a long time that I really think we should. No, so in Tampa, we have a baseball team called the Rays. Mm -hmm. They are the second lowest attended in all of sports. Like their attendance at their games <laughs> is the second lowest in all of sports. Pathetic. Who's number one? Do you know? Um, fuck, I actually just looked this up. I, I don't recall. I'll look mm -hmm. it up again real quick. But I, I thought it'd be really fun if we get like season ticket passes to get right behind home plate and do little skits behind there for TV, oh, like I, be super fans. I do remember you said this. Yeah. I was talking with Matt about this pretty recently. I think it'd be so fun. Like we go there dressed in clown outfits and I hit you with a pie behind home plate as we're on TV and shit. Like we bring a chess board and play chess against each you other. Would not, I love you that. wouldn't do that. You would not do that. I absolutely would. That shit would be so hype. We'd be the only Rays fans. Like legitimately the only Rays fans. The only problem though is you could only do it once because once word gets out that you're doing it, people are going to start showing yeah. up to the games. Yeah, you're probably right. And yeah. the lowest is Oakland, by the way. I bet you would feel whoa, like wait, such whoa. a jerk if the team mm. came up to you and said, guys, this is kind of mean. <laughs> what? They don't have fans right now. They'd be like, holy shit, guys. Thank God. They have just you, appreciate you showing up. Kaya, have you seen the Fairly Odd Parents episode with the ball hogs no. and that basketball team? And then, okay, it's, it's a nice parallel there. There's a fucking Fairly Odd Parents episode where Timmy buys a failing basketball team and they eventually get a fan. Like, the stands are empty, but they get a fan, and he's going, Woo! Go Ball Hogs! Yeah! And the players are like, what the hell is that? What's that annoying yaying sound? And Timmy has to explain <laughs> what a fan is, and that's what the Tampa Bay Rays would be saying. Because no one goes well, to these games. I guess if you're not making fun of them directly, then maybe. They're a good team, actually, yeah. which how is How, is he, how are they shocking. making fun of them? How would they be making fun of them? They're just throwing pies at each other and shit. Yeah, we're just goofing. I don't know. Have you, have you seen that footage? Have you seen that footage of the guys who go to a hockey game dressed in the green bodysuits and they throw waffles at the enemy team? It's kind of, uh, I love those no. guys. I forgot what team they were supporting, but they would follow one of their teams, their hockey team, and they would wear full green morph suits and they would stand by the opposing team penalty box and like play with Ego waffles and like just do weird dances next to them to be annoying. It's like, it's fun. <laughs> it's part of the sport. I just, I just think it's yeah. super fun. Like, he, he, the reason the Rays work really well is because we could actually get behind home plate and do that shit. <laughs> you can't do that well, for, like, any other if team If it goes ever. viral, if it goes viral, they'd probably, like, give you those seats for free for, like, lifetime. Well, with <laughs> Charlie, it's going to go viral like by default. I mean... <laughs> you just want to be a mascot. Well, you're, you're, <laughs> Jackson, cool. you're underestimating Charlie's audience. The man makes a video and gets a million views by default. Like, this no, I know. That's why I'm yeah. saying it won't. Well, it won't work in the way that he thinks. It'll probably work in the sense that they'll catch on and then ask him to keep doing it, and then it doesn't become fun. Mm. Well, I wouldn't do it like as a job. I just think it'd be fun if we go to like a couple of home games and put on little <laughs> goofy shows in the stands. I think you should do it like in disguise, like as Sasha, like. You know how Sasha Baron Oh, that's Cohen a good does. idea. Okay, yeah, don't release this episode. I even You're said dress up as clowns. I, I Hopefully people wouldn't immediately recognize <laughs> me as clowns. Well, well, don't don't release well, this now episode now. Wait until we do this and then release the episode. I've said this on the podcast you know, if you did before. That, uh, a great idea. If you did that to a soccer team, they'd kill you. I think the fans we, would We were talking about this you. years ago, actually, Charlie, when we went to that uh, the hockey game. Yeah. I've had this idea for so long, but we've just never done it. I think it's so fun. 
Yeah, until... Well, I guess it's all right with the baseball team because they're not... I don't know if there's, like, rights with that, but you wouldn't be able to do that at a soccer game, I assume, because you get beaten the fuck up. No, no I would. No. I, I don't have a death they wish. They would turn you into a kebab, bro. They would be like, take our team seriously, and then they would kill you. Mm-hmm. You're disrespecting a religion by that point, if you do it for soccer. It is a religion. Fucking soccer. It absolutely is. It is, and it's so annoying, too, whenever people go like, oh, we won. Like, who's we? You're a fat dude drinking beer at a bar and watching the TV. <laughs> well, that's, that's a funny, <laughs> that's funny thing that applies. Won. That's a funny idea that applies to every national sport. Um, something that I always I find funny is, let's take football again. You're watching, let's say, the uh, Dallas Cowboys, and you're like, oh, the Cowboys won! Those Texas-Dallas Cowboys, go Dallas! And it's like, you realize pretty much not a single player is from Dallas, right? They're they're from all over <laughs> the U.S. Team. playing under that team name, but they don't. They're not from Dallas. They have nothing to do and with the Texas. World, I mean, especially on soccer teams, it's like whatever team can get their hands on the best players on the planet, they just take them and slap their flag. Exactly, on it. and that's that's why I don't think teams should be based on location. They should be based on cool stuff. Like we should have like the fighting mongooses as one team, and like the the rip roar and rip tides as another team. You like just cool but they fun need a, stuff. They need a home base. They need yeah, like they a, have an operations base. Yeah. Well, they could just claim yeah, whatever land they, they want. Like, founded, like imagine, imagine if we had a team in football called like the Moon Riders, and they you said can. they were from you the just moon. Just put the city before it. Well, yeah, okay. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. They're from the moon, so they role play. They're like, we have but come from the moon. From the moon. To see if well, Earth has what it takes to play ball. That'd be awesome. Well, it just sounds like the WWE. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I want I want a football game to be going on, and the Jumbotron shows like one of the players walking backstage, and he gets run over by the enemy limo. And, and the announcer's like, oh my god, they ran him over! But he has to compete at the Super yeah, Bowl really this do, Sunday! WWE or the Harlem Globetrotters for soccer. <laughs> yeah, this is great. I love this. Sports need more showmanship, needs more, like, flair. Theater, yeah. I, I'm always on the side of that shit, I find that to be so fun. Fuck yeah. You know what yeah, else I, I find fun? Sports is unwatchable to me. I find working out <laughs> yeah. fun, getting my body hard. Mm. Flexing my muscles. Like, I like getting hard. I agree, I like getting strong <laughs> and hard and lifting big heavy things. And looking at something and saying, I can take that. And when I comfortably take it, I, of course, mean taking it to the limit, using my strong <laughs> body and muscles. Right, yeah. I, of course, mean <laughs> FitBod. When I use FitBod to take things to the limit, such as flexing my butt cheeks so I can fit bigger penises in my ass, I okay. use their algorithm to help me keep up and change and update my fitness plan as I go. Fitness plan, you might have just reacted. Well, that's what FitBod is going to get you. It is an app that's going to help you customize your workout routine that will adapt to whatever equipment you have and what exercises you're already doing. So you'll reach the next level without having to waste your time or your money or anything life-changing. Just pick it out, pick what you want to do, and go. Or have FitBod suggest what you should do based on such as what body part you should hit next, or what exercise you're feeling, or what equipment you have available. FitBot is super convenient, it helps you stay on track with your fitness program. A full year of FitBot is going to cost less 
than a single session with a personal trainer. Join FitBod today and build a routine that grows without you, sorry, that grows with you without slimming down your wallet. Get 25% off of your subscription and try the app for free at the link in the description or go to fitbod.me slash official. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash official. So now you're strong, you're large, you're big, you're jacked, you're huge, you're ripped, you're pulsating. But are you sleeping well? Because if you're not, those muscles are gonna do nothing. Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. I saw that your child was trapped in that burning building, but I was just far too tired to use my giant muscles to pry it open and pull it out. You're, not, you're gonna be that person. That sounds terrible. That sounds embarrassing. You wanna be huge and well-rested so you can utilize your body to do great things, which is why you're going to want a Helix mattress. But you're gonna say to yourself, which one? I don't know, I sleep on a thing and I wake up good. How do I know? Well, stop thinking, stop wondering, stop worrying, calm down. Helix has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preference to the perfect mattress for you. Everyone is unique and Helix knows it. So they've got all sorts of different styles of mattresses, but I can tell you one thing, every mattress comes in comfy. I have a Helix mattress. I use it as a guest mattress when people visit me. And boy, let me tell you, every single person from my wonderful mother to my friends who come on over and visit have all said that it's super duper comfy, wumpy. You can put that on the box. You can market that slogan. Helixsleep.com slash official will bring you to that quiz. And they will also give you $200 off of all mattress orders and two free pillows but that's only at helixsleep.com slash official. If you think you're gonna get that deal anywhere else, you are stupid and you need to take a night off. Do it in a Helix mattress. $200 off, all mattress orders and two free pillows, helixsleep.com slash official. You are large, you are in bed, ready to go to bed, exhausted from a huge workout, but are you trimmed? Are you clean? Are you ready to have a nice new topic for the Thanksgiving dinner table? Well, with Manscaped, you will be. Because Manscaped is going to let you gift yourself with the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. You'll be able to trim your pumpkins, save 20% off, and get free shipping with our little Manscaped offer. That bundle is going to include the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which has a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, as they call it in the business. You're also going to be able to check out the Performance Package 4.0, which will include the Weed Whacker, which is a nice little trimmer to help get the most infestus of weeds, if you know what I'm referring to, wink. You're also gonna have the Crop Preserver Deodorant and Crop Reviver Tonal Spray and all sorts of other little goodies in that package. But if you want to save 20% off on goods for your package and get free shipping, you can go to manscaped.com official. That's 20% off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com official. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Manscaped.com official. Thank you, Manscaped. I didn't realize it had been 25 minutes already. That felt like five. 
That's a good sign. Time flies when you're um, having fun. Yeah, we got some good topics today. I have more. Can we give a quick Elon update? Elon Twitter update? What's he <laughs> so, up to now? Um, well, first off, let's give an update on Silicon Valley in general. They keep taking their L's because apparently Amazon also announced that they're laying off 10,000 people. They're all getting rid of Amazon. their employees. Yeah. Wait, that's, that's, that's actually surprising. Yeah, Amazon is just nothing but growth, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And they're in a heavy, like with, with like a uh, meta and, and Twitter kind of makes sense. Cause they're, you know, they're low in growth currently and they don't make a profit or whatever. Like they don't make a lot of money from the actual, uh, apps. Um, but with Amazon, they make bank. I mean, COVID yeah, was probably know. only good for Amazon with how much oh, it, it oh, was, Amazon yeah. made yeah. bank during COVID because all of the customers from like mom and pop, uh, shops were, uh, you know, moved to Amazon. Yeah. They made a shit ton of fucking money off of that deal. Um, anyway, so that's a quick update on Silicon Valley. Everybody's getting laid off. Elon was on Twitter. So here's what happens. A senator tweeted at Elon. What's his fucking name? Ed Markey. I don't know who this person is, but he says one of your company. Oh, sorry. Wrong tweet. Ed Markey, senator says, um, a Washington Post reporter was able to create a verified account impersonating me. I'm asking for answers from Elon Musk is putting profits over people and is debt over stopping this information twitter must explain how this happened and how to prevent it from happening again and then he shared like screenshots of a letter that he wrote i guess elon replies to this senator and says perhaps it is because your real account sounds like a parody question mark and completely ratios the senator and this is very annoying because this is actually one of the few people who has just cause and not wanting to get impersonated. I feel like it, if you can agree on people not getting impersonated, it should be like politicians. Yeah. People who have yeah. actual power that shouldn't be, um, you know, verified on troll accounts and then tweeting out incendiary shit that could lead to bad things. And the thing is, Elon Musk says your real account sounds like a parody. Haha. I looked at this man's real account, his real timeline, Senator Ed Markey. He doesn't tweet anything besides like what his office <laughs> is up to. It's it's the most mundane shit. It's like, <laughs> oh, this week we voted on so-and-so. That's it. Nothing else. Like, there's no personal opinion or anything on there. And then um, Ed Markey replies to Elon's smug fucking tweet and says, one of your companies is under an FTC consent, de consent degree, decree. Auto Safety Watchdog NHTSA is investigating another for killing people. And you're spending <laughs> your time picking fights online. Fix your companies or Congress will. And he Damn. got a bunch of fucking likes on this. Yeah, um, Jackson, was it you that posted that video of a Tesla just turning into a spaceship? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, I didn't investigate that any further than the video. Um, so I don't know if it was like a mechanical fault or if, it, <laughs> or if the driver just went insane mode. But there's a video circulating of a Tesla uh, like pulling into a side road and then just fucking launching down the road at like... I, I don't know. I've never seen a car go that fast, honestly. <laughs> it turned into a fucking rocket. It just went like zero to a hundred in like one second, which is impressive yeah. to a certain degree if it wasn't on like a busy populated road. Um, and, and apparently the, process, the video is getting things. deleted. Yeah, yeah. It crashes into a lot. Um, but apparently the video is getting deleted off Twitter, which people think is because Tesla is trying to like squash that kind of that, that video from circulating. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I haven't. I haven't looked too far into it, but um, yeah, it was. It was nuts. I've never seen a video like that. Holy shit! Yeah, I just saw. I didn't see you post this. What the fuck? It, they killed. Yeah. Killed two people. 
Yeah. Dude, when it finally crashes, it runs into like a into the side of a building, I think. And it looks like an actual explosion when it actually just thumps <laughs> into it. It it's does. It's like a torpedo. Yeah, I, I'm erring on the side of it not being a like driver fault because like the way that it moves on the road. Yeah, the way that it moves on the road looks like the AI is trying to like figure out uh, which lane to take. <laughs> it's like very robotic <laughs> movements. It just like shoots off. And plus, how could, it, how could like a so human? Not ready how could a human like... actively? How could a human actively like make these maneuvers on the road while it's going that speed? I don't know. I mean, I would assume that a human could go that fast. I mean, of course, a human could. I do think race car absolutely drivers. a human could. So, uh, fun fact, well, by I mean, the way. The difficulty, we just have to put the pedal to the metal. Fun fact, the original tweet you linked of that video is taken down now. Oh, is it? No, <laughs> well, no it works for me. No, if you look at the embed, it's there, but if you go to Twitter... Oh, no, wait, I'm sorry. I, I looked at a different upload of it. That's my fault. Never mind. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. Yeah, it's also there for me. Um, has 160,000 likes. Yeah, it is still there. So yeah, that's funny. I don't know where this took place. The uh, security camera footage has like Chinese on it, so maybe it was in China? Could be. Anyway, um, so yeah, Musk uh, keeps continues to beclown himself and completely mismanage the fucking company. And in the last week, of course, everybody made fake accounts. They finally rolled out Twitter Blue across the board for a while there. And this led to people making, you know... Accounts in Coca-Cola's name to confess to child slavery. It's been and non-stop. It's actually been that, so um, entertaining. Eli Lilly with the insulin where it cost them yes. billions of dollars. Wanna, yeah. Wanna tell that story? Yeah, but, I mean, I, I think most of you know it by now. <laughs> I actually don't. Okay, some random person made a verified account, changed their name to Eli Lilly, which is a pharmaceuticals company, and they made a post saying insulin will now be free and their stock dropped 3%, which is billions of dollars. <laughs> I'll, I'll say <laughs> this. I'll say this right now. Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> only good. No one was hurt and in the making of this tweet. It. People only profited. They good. also did it to Lockheed Martin as well good. and they dropped 5%. Good. More. Do it to, do it to Nestle. That's the good do it alarm. to Adobe. Kaya sets an alarm do whenever he does alarm. something good. Yeah. It went off. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, all of this led to Elon. So you guys remember his power to the people arc. Everybody's getting verified. Blue check for all. Fuck the elites. And after this past week, Elon had to come out and admit, yeah, okay, all right, Twitter will have to verify. I think, uh, I think my said, favorite um, one related to that was someone impersonated OJ, Simps OJ Simpson. And his <laughs> yeah. only tweet was, yeah, actually, I killed that bitch. <laughs> oh, the, the impersonation tweets are actually fucking amazing. There was a there was a trend of impersonating like politicians and shit, and all they kept saying on all the accounts was, "Anyone else rubbing their Johnson right now? There's lotion on my dick." <laughs> oh yeah, that was Biden. <laughs> no, they did it for Biden. They did it for Obama. They did it for Sanders. They did it for everyone. It was fucking amazing. That's awesome. So yeah, Elon finally like realizes, oh, this shit that everyone told me would happen happened, and so he says. He tweeted yesterday, Rolling out soon, Twitter will enable organizations to identify with which other Twitter accounts are actually associated with them. And then somebody asks, Will any user be a will any user be able to be slash create an organization, or will Twitter be the arbiter of what constitutes an organization? And Elon admits, ultimately, I think there is no choice but for Twitter to be the final arbiter. Wah, what the fuck wah, was the wah. point of all this then? So it's Jesus. the old system. It's the same old shit. You literally, you just took it, you broke it, and then you were like, okay, we have to put it back the way it was. Duh. 
Absolute idiot. fucking idiot. Oh my god. It's like, I, I always want to give these people like the benefit of the doubts, not in moral character, but money making, because I, it always sounds wrong to me when people say things like, oh, Jeff Bezos is actually a retard, Bill Gates is a stupid person, Elon <laughs> yeah. Musk is a dunce, Trump is a fucking moron. It's like, well, they made billions of dollars, I'm sure they know how to make more billions of dollars, but then you look at something like this that was so fucking obvious to happen, and they make the dumbest fucking choice, and you go, huh. Maybe they are dumb sometimes. Maybe he did it to uh, build up hype for Twitter and, and have people talking about it. I don't know. I, well, I, I didn't mean, tell yeah. you, but did you guys see the numbers? Uh, there's a lot of reports no. on how many Twitter Blue subscribers there are. I'm very curious on what you guys think that number is. Can we go around the room and take guesses? Are you I, talking about I've new actually or seen... total? Total, total. So total t Twitter Blue subscribers. Now, I've actually seen a lot of people verified with that, uh, like when you click on the verified badge, it says whether or not it's from Twitter Blue or from now, uh, wait, like the is, verification system. Oh, really? Is that including the old subscription model as well? Couldn't you sign up for a Twitter Blue thing before this? So th th I, 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 these numbers include the absolute total of Twitter Blue subscribers. Okay. Uh, I'm very curious on what you guys think that number is because it's been reported. Excluding legacy? Nope, including legacy. Oh, no, 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 no. Only the Twitter blue check marks, not the old verification check oh, marks. Oh, oh. So just pay picks. You're asking the number of pay picks. Ah, uh, shit. I don't know. Like 10,000? <laughs> It no, probably it probably went I've seen way. So many. It I've seen a lot. It probably went way up because of all the people doing it for a joke. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think the number is, Andrew? Oh God, that's a great question. Um, a hundred thousand. I was gonna say that. I'll go seventy. I, I really thought you guys were going to go high, so this is going to actually sound much <laughs> more impressive. According to the high, it, it varies, but the highest report I've seen on the like data of Twitter blue subscribers is 440,000. Oh, now, now, okay, now let's assume, uh, let's just round it up to 500,000, and all of them are paying $8 a month. That means in one month, Twitter makes $4 million from this program, which according to Elon Musk is what they lose in a day. So the system is a colossal <laughs> fucking flop. I mean, but it's four million dollars they didn't have before, right? That is that is so much better than I expected, though. That is yeah, so is much better than I expected. Well. That's. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many active actual users do they even have that aren't fucking bots or just worthless joke well, accounts? It's it's not even going that far. You have to remember that the vast majority of a user base will always do the minimal for it. Like, YouTube Red is another great example. Or what is it, YouTube Premium now? How many people watch YouTube and ever pay for anything on it? No, like, no one. Just, again, for what it's worth, that's the total of Twitter Blue subs. Some of the other research only tracked the new Twitter Blue $8 a month subs, and that number was right around 46,000. Uh, <laughs> and all the way up to 100 on the highest. So Elon Musk essentially for a week just added 46,000 new jokes to Twitter, and that was it. That was all he did. Yeah. I, I mean, he must have other plans to monetize. I assume if he turned this thing into like a gacha game platform, then you're going to have whales who just waste so much fucking money on the app. That might be successful. The problem isn't like... there are. There's definitely potential to make this a profitable enterprise. It just my mind is blown that for a whole week there, he, he thought like letting anyone get verified. Like the blue check is associated in everyone's minds for the past like five years now with being official. That's the whole point of it. You can't overnight switch its meaning to I'm a pay pig and then not expect funny, funny business in it.
I don't well, know. I'm, I, I'm curious if this thing is maybe too big to make profit. How do you reasonably profit on this? You can't do enough ads. That's not going to cover it. And you can't make it a subscription model because then the user base won't use it. How does Twitter make money? What I mean, do they you do? You can sell ads. You can sell. How does every other platform? He wants to allegedly make it an everything platform, uh, including. Yeah, he wants it to be content to... creation as well. Wait, Twitter did he make wants... money. Twitter did make money. It made forty-four billion dollars. So. Yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> so how does another thing where everybody's saying, "Oh, Elon is running this thing into the ground and whatever it do." Like the owners of Twitter couldn't throw it at him fast enough. They ran away from yeah. Twitter and left a dust cloud like a cartoon character. Yeah, bro. they like probably had such was a going smile on their face when he and, offered and it's, absolutely. Billion. it's probably because it's a giant money hole. How do you make money with the that much data that you have to host? Can you imagine the smile on the executive's faces when one of their lawyers said, uh, actually that joke price that he printed, uh, proposed to us the $54.20 because 420 haha actually that he has to pay that now he's locked in yeah they must have celebrated I bet they brought out the fucking party streamers and strippers that must have been fucking <laughs> awesome to hear like oh shit I can get rid of this <laughs> I didn't know this until recently so he had to take out a 13 billion dollar loan just to put that up so that means Wait, not all yep not only does he <clears throat> is he down 44 bill but now he has to repay that loan over time, which is going to be huge. So anyway, he has future plans. He doesn't obviously doesn't think that Twitter in its current state can make him money, but he wants to make it what he calls an everything app. He apparently last week applied for a banking license. He wants to make it a payment platform. He wants to make it a content creation platform like Patreon and OnlyFans, which both make money. So fair enough. If he can pull that shit off, why not? Well, the but difference. Anyway, the behavior is. It'll become clowning. a point. The, the difference Guaranteed. between that with Patreon yeah, and OnlyFans is you have the fans paying. They're giving money every month to whoever they look look up on OnlyFans well, yeah, the, and Patreon. But on Twitter, users don't want to pay. It's a free platform. You if Twitter, what? It, yeah, if Twitter well, yeah, tomorrow the... was like, guys, we're making Twitter $5 a month, you get like all these incredible features. We've like removed the video length limit. No, we've added all this. I think you're missing the point. He's not going to make you pay for Twitter per se. It's just going to be whatever. Insert the fill in the blank OnlyFans girl can now instead have her paywalled content on Twitter. And you can subscribe to her feed. They already kind of have that with super follows, and legitimately mm -hmm. nobody uses that. Yeah. Absolutely nobody. It, it isn't advertised at all, though. Yeah, I know they do. Right. But what the fuck does a super follow even do? But, but also like remember, Patreon. and also Kaya, remember, they might add that to the platform, but I still believe the vast majority of users are not going to use it, even if they do. I mean, think think of how many other platforms offer similar features. Like, how many movies are available on YouTube that you can rent? And I'll bet you the vast majority of people don't. They just go, oh, I'll watch it on Netflix. Oh, I have it on Amazon. I, mean, I don't know. It could happen. It could not. It's not like there aren't simps on Twitter that wouldn't pay a girl for porn. But is it going to be enough Patreon to make content. Twitter profitable? I don't think so. It's I don't anything, know. Yeah, it's anything I mean, to get it moving in the right direction. Yeah. True. I, uh, plus yeah, 50,000 people pay for a blue badge. Come on. Like, th there's a big audience here that's willing to pay for shit. But you um, still, yeah. but 50, you still, here's, but the difference, here's the difference, here's the difference. You still have to compensate for the free user base. If you go on Patreon, free users don't really get much of anything. They have to pony up some money. Whereas on Twitter, 99.999% of the user base doesn't pay money to Twitter for anything. So well, even if you yeah. say, oh, we'll make 5% of these users donate to an OnlyFans type thing or pay in money, you still have to run the cost of the rest of the website.
That's true, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I only have like two Patreon subscriptions and both of them are to podcasts. If they did that on Twitter instead, I don't like I don't care where I pay. Sure, well, well, well that's, and instead. that's true, too. But what was the what was the data? It came out like five years ago where they said that Facebook could remove all advertising if people paid seven dollars a month for it and then they could just run oh, the site yeah. sub-sufficiently. So the question you have to ask is, let's use that number as an example. If Could Twitter reasonably make enough money to cover $7 per user, give or take? I don't think they could, even if they did if all Twitter this stuff we're talking about. If Twitter became a Waldorf Garden and charged you guys, like, let's say $2 a month to use, would you use it? $2 is fine, yeah. I mean, uh, mm. considering... Paying for Twitter for the, to me is the most shameful thing yeah. you can pay for. I don't think it I is, would. but I'm I don't talking from like, anymore. like Charlie, you have like millions of followers. You know, that's that would be worth two bucks a month to keep and not lose that entire audience. Because... So this is this is an interesting point that I wanted to bring up. So I'm glad we steered it here a little bit. I read some research not too long ago, and I don't know how accurate it is, but it, it's been reported, so I'll at least state it. I believe the number was seven percent. So if you promote something on Twitter, it returns seven yeah. percent. So you mm -hmm. will get. Like, let's say I'm promoting my stream, right? I'm dropping my stream, going live. 7% of the people that see that might interact with it. And you can see that shit in real time. Like, if I drop a stream, I'll get maybe, like, 100 extra viewers, maybe. So, like, Twitter isn't a good place for marketing in general, honestly. It is, like, one of the lowest. Facebook, I think, converted 34%, for example. Yeah, Facebook has a ton of engagement, yeah. Yeah. Twitter, like, it's there's nothing there for you unless you're just there to shit post or talk to people like dms or something that's the only was it facebook is the like abnormality there because seven percent seems high to me for no that well, no, no, no. that facebook, is extremely low that's seven percent of sorry go ahead I, I was just gonna say that's seven let's say that tweet gets a hundred thousand likes or a hundred thousand impressions seven percent of those 7, people 000. might might mm. do something with it and interact with it. Oh, so you're saying it only sh it only shows your tweets to seven percent of your audience? No, 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 no. Of the audience that sees it, only seven percent might interact with it. Like they'll click on the link or they'll do whatever the call to action may have been. Well, how is that? How is that, that a might though? I'm confused. Like here, let me just pull. Up, let me just pull up the yeah. article. I, I would imagine that also depends on your specific audience, though, because you see these big news outlets usually they will tweet a story and they get like two likes, even though they have five million followers. And similarly, if just a shit poster sometimes will post a joke and they get like hundred thousand <laughs> likes. I don't get. I don't get what you're saying because if a hundred thousand people see the tweet, but only seven thousand might click on it, like I don't. I don't get. What happened with the ninety-three other thousand people? Why might they not leave they a like and scroll? Yeah, or they just mm -hmm. go right by it. Well, then the other people do if they're if they're the opposite of that. They they do, which is an extremely uh, low percentage. And also, I I looked up another one. This one says it's as low as one to three percent. Yeah, I mean Jackson. Okay, Jackson, think yeah. of your Twitter feed. Like, like, go to it right now and just scroll down. How many of those tweets on an average day would you do anything around? Like it or interact with it? Click the link in it. It's a very, very low number. It's, it's super, super, super low. Well, also, Twitter doesn't show you... The other problems that it, by default doesn't show things in chronological order. If a podcaster that I like tweets out a link to their live show, I, I will see that like seven hours later, whenever yeah, the algorithm really decides annoying. to put it in my timeline. That's so annoying. I was just going to bring up Kanye, because I remember one time he dropped a link to... Um, fuck, what was it? I don't know if it was shoes or something, but he dropped a link to something and literally no one, and this is like the height of Kanye before the spiral, 
literally no one interacted with that shit. Like, it's it's just alarming. It's across the board. Like, it, I don't even think it matters about your audience. It's just Twitter as a platform is bad for, like, marketing or, you know, converting yeah. from, a like, a callback. Yeah, I'd like to see the ad, like, advertising data from Twitter. It's because they don't want to leave Twitter. When people go on Twitter... Yeah, when you're on Twitter, you're just on Twitter yeah. to stay there. Yeah. You just want to yeah, be on Twitter. True. If you go on Twitter and I scroll past fucking Kanye and he's like, hey, I dropped a new line of shoes, go check it out. It's like, no, I think I'll keep scrolling Twitter. That's why I'm here. But what makes <laughs> what makes Facebook different in that sense that it's 35%? People don't go on Facebook to then go to other places, I assume. Yeah, I don't really know. Uh, I, don't, I don't know why Facebook is as high as it was. Maybe it's like an audience, audience thing. Maybe, maybe it's because that's older that's... people click on things a lot. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, um, to wrap it up, the Elon segment, of course, people bend over backwards to out-cringe Elon and somehow be even dumber than he is, which is quite a feat. Apparently, Elon is ending the free lunch thing at oh, Twitter course, HQ. Yeah. <laughs> so, some guy tweeted out, Mr. Musk plans to begin making employees pay for lunch, which had been free at the company cafeteria. <laughs> to which Andrew Wartman, I don't know if this is a journalist or what, replied and saying, he fired three-fourths of the employees. Now he's planning to starve the rest of them. <laughs> he's failure incarnate. He's going to starve us. These poor People software who devs. Poor software devs making somewhere between $100,000 and $200,000 a year are now going to starve. Lunch. And unbeknownst to you guys, I, of course, got my hands on insider footage of this event when it was announced. This is audio from Twitter HQ. I can get in legal trouble for just airing this, but here it is. You took my only food. Now I'm gonna starve. <laughs> yeah dire situation at twitter hq that does sound dire i will say a point that was made that i think is a good point is elon is highly recommending all employees go into the office and now took away one of like the main motivators like that is a like a benefit of going to the office i think that's a fair point like oh i'll go to the office and then i'll just get lunch at some point it's been free this whole time oh now it's not oh maybe i'll just stay home so somebody fact checks him on this um on how much money they're spending and then he replies false Twitter spends $13 million a year on food service for San Francisco <laughs> HQ. Badger and records show peak occupancy was 25%, average occupancy below 10%. There are more people preparing breakfast than eating breakfast. They don't even bother serving dinner because there is no one in the building. <laughs> <laughs> what? How do you spend $14 million on lunches, lunches over a year when only 10% of the people are eating that? Well, the labor, I mean, somebody has to make the food and serve it and such, but... Yeah, but I mean, what are they making? Enough, they're not making anything. They're just standing around, it sounds like. Well, I, I, I guess that's what he means. Like, why are we even employing all these cooks and shit when no one's at the office? Either come to the office or don't eat. I'm starting to really doubt these things that he says with these numbers. Did you guys see what he said about the um, uh, the being the Android app being slow? Yeah, I did say that. App oh, is yeah, doing a thousand poorly, ba poorly batched RPCs just to render a home timeline. Well, apparently the company that Twitter was using for that, which he recently laid off, I think they were called like Infrared or some shit, I don't remember. But they came out and they're like, this is actually completely wrong. It's not even close. He clearly has no idea what he's talking about because he tried to engage in a conversation explaining it and apparently got all of it wrong. I didn't see the company, but I saw the head Android developer himself who yeah. still somehow um, employed at Twitter say uh, that's not true. 
But he did admit that the Android app is slow. I mean, Twitter's UI is such hot garbage. My god, it's such a sluggish piece of shit. And whoever is responsible for, like, the UI updating while you're looking at a funny tweet and it disappearing oh my god, from it's under so your fucking cursor. Annoying. I want to yeah. fucking Every time I see a tweet that I actually want to, like, engage with, it disappears. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? It's like, how does it know when I actually want to engage with something? And then I know, it's like, it. are you scanning the front camera to see if my eyes are focused and you're trolling me? <laughs> how the fuck? Anyway, that was That's the Twitter so update. Um, probably more clownery and honking to come out this week. Uh, it's it's pretty entertaining, but it's I, I it'll probably get old eventually. It is. This season of Twitter is very funny, I have to say. I mean, because I have no stake in it, I don't give a shit. I mean, if the platform goes belly up, okay. <laughs> At least it was fun. <laughs> I'm glad it's... I, I am so glad he's doing this shit. It is so entertaining, man. Oh my god, Twitter's not been this a, fun ever. I'm glad he clowned himself. He like trolled himself into buying the fucking platform at meme prices. A meme price. So fucking good. <laughs> Isn't Elon nice? He, he paid $44 billion to make us all happy. Oh. I know. That is very sweet of him. Mm -hmm. He also made me like 200 bucks because I apparently had some Twitter stock lying around that I didn't even know that I still had. <laughs> so when he closed the deal, I got that. Um... Okay, next topic. I, I definitely want to talk about this one. Have you guys read Mick Gordon's reply to the oh. now over two-year-old Doom Eternal OST drama? I started reading it. I haven't finished it yet. I'm about halfway through. It's such a long read. It is very long. All right, so for those of you who may have forgotten, two and a half years ago, roughly, Doom Eternal comes out. And it's a decent game, gets a lot of accolades. The OST, decent. however, gets universally game, yeah. panned. The, the OST gets panned universally. Everybody's like, what the fuck is this? This is a complete turd. This is, this is, is embarrassing. Right? How? Oh, it was, yeah. It, this is Mick Gordon even brings like, multiple articles criticizing. No, they like the in-game music, but the in-game music, the score is different from oh. the official OST oh, CD okay. release that yeah, they actually yeah, like. Yeah put in a coherent order with tracks and shit. That was terrible because, you know, it was over-compressed. It just didn't make any sense. It looked like something an amateur would cobble together from older tracks. And so Marty... What was his fucking name? Mar Marty Stratton. Yeah, the... It, what is he? The It Software CEO? Something like that. He's very high anyway, up at It Software. Maybe. He goes on Reddit, again, over two and a half years ago. And he blames Mick Gordon for all of it. He says Mick Gordon was unprofessional. He didn't deliver any of the fucking work that we asked of him. He just put us in a difficult spot. I had to ask our in-house audio engineer, Ch uh, Chad Mossholder, to make the OST with files that Mick had already sent us. And going forward, we're not going to be working with Mick anymore. And that was the last we ever heard of this drama. Mick never responded publicly. The most he did... At that point was he liked a tweet that defended him, nicked <laughs> it, and that was it. Other than that, complete silence for two and a half years. Last week, and I, I really wish I could have talked about this last week, but he released an article like a couple of minutes before we were meant to record, me and Jackson, something. So I didn't get the chance to read it. He releases a basically a manifesto, a reply to the Reddit threat, defending himself. It is over 14,000 words. This thing is so fucking long, it has its own table of contents, and I have to say, I appreciate it. It is so refreshing to finally read a piece of drama that isn't just like a schizophrenic tweet longer, where there's like five paragraphs and two commas. 
that people just shit out. Like uh, Mick Gordon's English is immaculate, and I, I well, have this to was say, professional. Was the the difference me. was this was professional drama. Yeah, this was very professionally uh, replied here on Mick's part. So he releases this article on Medium, and I think this should be required reading for anyone who's interested in AAA game development and especially the crunch aspect of it, because you get an insider glimpse of what it actually looks like when a project is mishandled and the workers don't know what the fuck to do. So Mick brought receipts. Again, you can never say if, you know, you can trust anyone's words 100%, but Mick really brought fucking receipts down to like audiophile metadata in the audio files. So he alleges everything from, you know, I didn't get a contract. Marty Stratton never gave me a fucking contract. When he did give me the contract, it was like nine months late and I had like a week to work on the OST. He says that when uh, its Software announced the um, collector's edition of the game, they announced the OST with Mick Gordon's name attached to it. They were like, buy the collector's edition and get the OST by Mick Gordon. He says that he wasn't even aware of that, that he was he didn't even have a contract yet to make the OST. They just slapped his name on it. A fun one that I'm, I might be wrong here, so you, you can correct me if I'm not. But I think it was 48 hours before the game launched. They finally actually finalized Mick Gordon's actual involvement. He had one of his main complaints is that he could never get anyone at the company to reply to him. So he kept asking them for months and months. Hey, am I going to get a contract like you guys just announced it? You guys said that you guys announced this to the media that I would be doing the OST, but I have no contracts and they wouldn't reply to him. Uh, Marty completely block, blocks him, blackwalls him. He had to go over its software's head to who did he? He had to go directly to Bethesda and talk to them like, hey, uh, no one at your studio is replying to me. ZeniMax is the parent of, well, was the parent of Bethesda. Now it's Microsoft, obviously. But Bethesda is, a, is the overhead of id i'm pretty sure yeah 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 and then they got bought by microsoft and whatnot but anyway point is he went to bethesda to my knowledge not zenimax um to talk about them and talk with them and say hey uh no one's replying it's it's software i don't know what to do and problem is you guys might be breaking consumer protection laws because you announced an ost that doesn't exist and, and then at this point you're hurting mick gordon you're breaking his heart don't do that to mick gordon I just found out he's Australian, by the way. That's pretty cool. Ah, uh, now you're psychically bonded. Yeah, he's on the other end of the planet. He's not in the offices or anything. His only means of communication is like Zoom calls and email. And again, nobody wants to talk to him for some fucking reason. So everything is delayed. Everything is late. They're not paying him. Apparently, at some point, they withheld payment for like 11 months. He didn't see a single penny. The way it was supposed to work is he was supposed to send in two tracks every month. And he claims... They didn't tell me anything like what they wanted. They didn't say what the levels look like. They didn't tell me what the content of the game is going to be like, the story, anything, like nothing. I didn't know anything about the story, so I just had to make shit up. And this got to the <laughs> point where obvious flaws were made obvious when he sent them tracks and it turned out that like hour-long platforming puzzle sections only had 30 seconds worth of audio to go uh, to play during. Like, completely uh, left out of the loop. No idea what he how was did, supposed to do. How did the game turn out so good then and with the music that slapped? Well, it, so it was main. So I think what mainly <clears throat> I'll happened... I'll tell you how. I can say. But also, uh, I, I went to his page. It was Zinimax sent me... He says, Zinimax sent me the agreement on March 18th, just 48 hours before the game's release. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Yeah, and they had, and that was a delayed timeline, as far as I know. They had to like delay the release, and then still he wouldn't get a fucking contract. And again, he brought receipts. He brought like screenshots that he, like a boomer, took with his phone. God bless his heart. Uh, he took screenshots of like the timestamps on the emails and shit. And again, this is why I believe him because this would be quite a fucking bluff if he's lying because you can easily contradict him if you just show the contracts. He brings yeah. up the contracts nonstop in this thing and the emails, like. If Bethesda wanted to disprove him or its software, they could easily do so, which is why it seems like a very good odds that he's telling the truth. The reason the game still has a good soundtrack, Jackson, is because he would still send them so many tracks, even though they didn't pay him. He still, in good faith, sent them two tracks every month and even additional tracks, which they shot down. They didn't approve. And by the way, he's paid by the minutes that he produces for them. And the video games all have a certain budget for minutes. So he was contracted contracted for like what was 120 minutes or some shit yeah 120 minutes ish so every minute of audio content that he makes of music that they approve is allotted from that uh, allowance basically like okay this minute of music is pr this slaps this is good we approve now we have now you only owe us 119 minutes they shot down almost everything he fucking sent them right didn't pay him for it but then turns out they still used it in the game which is illegal, Wait, because they yeah, never paid right. him for it. He brought the receipts, he counted it down to the minute, he said they used twice as much audio as I sent them. They oh. used almost five hours worth of audio that he had sent them that they never approved and never paid him for, and they used it in promotional material. Um, what the uh, which, For which he is owed money for this. Um, let's see what else. And you all okay, thought so Doom Eternal was a good game. I mean, it is. That's what's I'm so kidding. shocking about this. It is. It is a Nick very Gordon good game. Is a this is just very master. distressing to hear. He's a master of audio. Go to, go on YouTube. He has a speech at some developer conference. It's called the, I think it's called the Sound of Doom or the Music of Doom. It is a great speech on how he made the first soundtrack. It's awesome. Anyway, like uh, Charlie said, 48 hours before the fucking OST release, he finally gets his contract. And meanwhile, they're having this back and forth with Marty, where Marty is just constantly blaming Mick. Like, you're just being lazy, you're not doing enough, you're being late, oh, fuck you, this and that. Just completely <laughs> petty bullshit. And then he says, okay, at this point, it's going to be way too... Mick says, at this point, it's going to be way too late to make, like, a full, uh, you know, OST release. Let's just make something simple, like 12 tracks, because you guys didn't give me any time. And Marty replies and says... Uh, you know what, we'll have our in-house audio engineer throw a cobble together some tracks and he can share them with you. So he does, Chad Mossholder, the, their in-house engineer, uh, shows Mick the tracks that he had made. And now on Reddit, Marty had claimed that he only asked Chad to do this because Mick was late. He made it sound like a desperate last second move, like, uh, you know, we had to release the CD, so literally last minutes we had to ask Chad to throw together an album, and that's why it sounds so shit, because all of the um, <laughs> audio stems that Mick sent us were shit. Yeah, this, guy, <laughs> this guy really fucking, like, caught a loaded potato. What Chad gets a massive drive-by shooting by Mick, dude, in this yeah. uh, document. Because uh, Chad's a loaded potato? I don't, yeah, I don't know what that meant. A loaded gun? What's the fucking phrase? No, I think you got what? it right. I think it's hot <laughs> loaded potato. <laughs> loaded potato? You mean hot potato? Hot potato, maybe. I don't know. Uh, he caught a potato with sour cream and warm butter. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it was delicious. So Chad, sends, um, Chad, sends, Chad sends Mick these audio files that he supposedly made last second. He sends him like 70 files. And 
Turns out, <laughs> hey, they all motherfucking suck because some for some reason I can't I don't believe that Chad did this. Honestly, he must have delegated this to one of his interns or something because the kind of mistakes that he made on this OST or whoever edited them made on this OST, they're rudimentary audio engineering mistakes. It's like shit that you learn in the first five pages of an audio engineering book not to do the mistakes that he made. Like the uh, the time signature is off. It switches randomly. It's over compressed. It's completely bricked. All of this dumb shit. Uh, he literally just took several audio stems that Mick had sent him and they just put them on top of each other. Didn't adjust the volume. As Mick says, he didn't even uh, put in like fades, like a fade in and fade out between sections that he copy and pasted. It was the shoddiest shit. It's something that your like 60 year old granny neighbor would do if you showed her how to use a computer. It was embarrassing. And the point that Marty <laughs> made on Reddit saying that this was a last second, last ditch effort to save the CD release. Mick disproves because apparently unbeknownst to Marty, he says the audio files all had metadata attached to them. So if you send somebody a WAV file, it has metadata showing when the WAV file was created and what sort of program it was created, sometimes the author, and it showed that the audio files had been created six months ago before Mick was sent them. <sighs> this was before Mick ever had a contract even to make the OST. So Chad had been working on this shitty OST release way <laughs> for six before. Months. For six fucking months, allegedly, way before there was even anyone even talked to Mick about doing the OST. So it was not a case of Mick being told to make it and then not showing up with it, and then Chet last minute going, fine, I guess I'll have to do it, and rolling up his sleeves. No, he'd been working on this for like half a fucking year on this complete trash pile of an OST. Um, so it's released, and prior to release of the CD, Mick is not allowed to hear it. Apparently, he asked to hear it, and uh, pointed out all of these <laughs> Sounds problems. Sounds like they just like, hate Mick. They just like, know, they're trying to sabotage his career. It's the pettiest fucking shit. Let's get to the pettiest part. The the, the in-game score, not the fucking OST CD, but the in-game score wins awards. Marty collects the award on Mick's behalf wow. and says he's so proud, and Mick deserves it, and. According to Mick, he uh, he has never seen this award. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. He says that, um... Oh, where was this paragraph? That award's Hang for on. Marty. Marty worked it, his well, ass off was... for that one. <laughs> he says, I've only seen them once behind glass from a distance. Nobody has ever offered to send me copies. <laughs> this is like, it's so petty, and I don't know what the fuck he did to Marty. Yeah, I don't like, know this what is the like, fuck happened. Like, did he fuck his daughter? Like, what did, what did he do to deserve this level of pettiness and just brickwalling and no uh, answers and whatnot? Anyway, what I so the, get is why the Reddit, Reddit thread was made originally, then, if they knew that Mick Gordon had all these, like, he had everything that he needed to disprove it all. Well, here's why. I'll, I'll get to that. So the OST is, by the way, uh, throughout this entire document also, Mick talks about how he's crunching, right? Because two tracks a month is difficult. And it's also ridiculous because problems happen. Things come up. The tracks get shot down and you have to start from scratch. Like, this is not enough time. He apparently raised all of these issues with the studio, saying, look, the timeline you made, it looks good on a spreadsheet. But in real life, this is going to fall apart. Like, none of this is going to work the way you want it to work. There's going to be delays. Anyway, they tell him to fuck off and that he's wrong and stupid and lazy. <laughs> uh, everything is delayed. The CD comes out. It is panned across the board by all media outlets. Everybody trying to explain, like, why the fuck it sucks. And to the point where, like, 
literal YouTubers who just did data mining on the game made better mixes from the, from the data files that they were able to extract from the game. You can find like better mixes than the original uh, CD release on YouTube of the Doom soundtrack now, Eternal Soundtrack. Anyway, this gets released and Marty, uh, sorry, Mick is devastated, okay? He took a look, remember, he wasn't allowed to hear the final product, what the CD was going to sound like. Uh, they hid it from him. It's released and he notices all the problems with it. He's devastated because his name is attached to it. And yeah, also they yeah. get fucking Chad Mossholder co-credits for writing the songs, which is such a prick thing to do. They credit him as co-writer on songs that, uh, even on songs that were entirely made by Mick, including mixed by Mick. Chad got well, random credit for it. Did uh, this Chad guy actually write any of the songs? No, no. He just what he literally fuck? just cobbled together shitty mixes from stems that um, make sense. So the way it works is make sense them tracks and little segments of music that then gets played using the engine dynamically uh, depending on play behavior. <laughs> Are Marty so and Chad like those. fucking or something? Did did Marty like set Chad up for the promotion, like the the career progression here or something? Like why? I, don't, I, I, don't I, I have no idea. And again, I, I cannot believe that somebody who is the in-house audio engineer at a company like uh, its software would be that incompetent. It really sounds like this would happen if Chet delegated this work to a $5 Fiverr person. Well, maybe Marty like, did it all. <laughs> maybe maybe chat doesn't even exist who the fuck knows well, what, anyway, yeah, what you don't know is the company's gonna fire back soon with their own even longer document showing Mick fabricated this whole thing using photoshop yeah, that, that's yeah. why that's why I'm trepidatious because it's like just think of just in the last two weeks how many times it's turned out that people's accusations were wrong think of the um, Bayonetta lady who turned out to misrepresent the payment. And then there was a guy accusing uh, Rooster Teeth of abusing him, and then turns out that he was just dropping N-bombs left and right. And now this, it's kind of difficult to say, fuck you, Marty Strutton, you should die, but it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe this isn't the whole story, but it looks pretty, like, like well, I said. we should wait to if, hear what it says, obviously, before passing judgment. Yeah, we but should. Like, uh, like, everyone believed Marty Stratton when he posted that Reddit thread two years ago. Yeah. No evidence. Like I said, if if Mick is bluffing, I am quite impressed with the balls on this guy because all of this shit is so... He's really, like, calling them out, like, disprove me, bitch, I dare you. And if I was lying, my post would, would look more like Marty's than it would look like Mick's because Mick, again, brought the receipts and shit. Um, anyway, the CD comes out. Now Marty's angry because the CD is getting shit on. Uh, the media's angry, and he's still worried about, like, consumer protection laws. So he gets on a Zoom call with Mick and says, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make a joint statement. You're going to take the fall for this. And <laughs> uh, until then, I want you to not make any public statements at all. I don't want you speaking publicly about this what so fucking ever. And together we can still fix this. Mick offers him, hey, look, how about we tell people that I will make a new soundtrack, a new OST, and we release that and give it to people. Like the nicest fucking offer you could possibly make in this, this uh, in this situation. Marty says, okay, I'll send you a new contract tomorrow. Hey, hang on. <laughs> hours later, hours later, he goes and makes the Reddit post. Six hours oh later, God. he makes the what Reddit the post. What the fuck? <laughs> Blaming Mick for all of it after telling him to keep his mouth shut. Well, and Mick, Mick should have expected it as soon as a new contract was brought up. That, would have, that should have been a warning sign. And apparently... Um, 
so this is why Mick has been silent for two and a half years. The, this all happened and back in, what was it, May of 2020, I think. He, he had to keep his mouth shut because since then, Marty's lawyers have been tr threatening Mick and telling him, look, we'll fuck you up if you ever speak of this or if you denigrate my company or make this look like it was our fault. And in that legal trouble, seemingly because Mick again had all of the receipts and was correct about all of it, they eventually tried to settle with Mick and pay him a, pay him a six-figure sum to keep Mick silent and keep him shut the fuck up. And Mick claims that he did not accept, and finally he's coming out with a side of the story. Um, and that's the update. On that is the, insane. That is such that is a insane. Like I told, adventure. it is a very long read. Break it up into chunks if you have to at home, but you should read this. It is really a fascinating look into just mishandling of game development. It's also an interesting look into the creative process of Mick, because he shows a lot of his notes as well throughout it, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, it is very, very cool, his process, uh, him talking about, you know, how hard he was crunching, sleeping under his desk, not going to family dinners because he had to work on this fucking thing. Um, all that to say, I, I know for certain that around the time this happened, I'm sure we talked shit about him. And I know that last week, even I name dropped him because I didn't know about this yet, as an example of people who don't do their work. Um, so oh, I would like to did you really? Yeah, I remember, th I remember, like, we mentioned him on last week's episode or the week before, and then this news dropped. We have a habit of doing that somehow, like predicting the future in a way that makes us look bad. And being, yeah. So I would like to personally apologize to Mick Gordon. I take it all back. Um, I was wrong. I was wrong on that. I don't. Fuck you, Mick, you lazy sack of shit. Yeah, get back to work. <laughs> yeah, get back Fix to work. Doom, OST. Don't remember if I said anything, Mick, but if I did, I'm sorry as well. I, I, I had no idea. Mick, I just yeah, want to say if you can hear I this. I just want to say, Mick, if you can hear this, you don't have time to slack off, stop listening to podcasts, get back to work. I mean, I'm interested in seeing how this shakes out. It has to reply, right? The, the tweet has 100k likes. I don't it's know. Been They've been silent days. since. It's a legal problem too, though, right? Because he hasn't been paid for yeah, his work. Yeah. That's, you oh, you yeah, can't true. do that. Yes, so maybe they by the way, again, I this has to be a personal grudge. I don't know why Marty would be so petty. He dusted off a three-year-old Reddit account just to shit on Mick. <laughs> this is like why? Uh, and yeah, apparently, yeah. obviously, Mick also says that he's been getting harassing phone calls and whatnot, which I mean, that's believable. <laughs> From a guy using like a voice synthesizer. <laughs> you don't Marty. know me, but I know you. <laughs> it's Marty. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, I believe it. Video game fans can get crazy, and and he did. I mean, for two and a half years, he ate oh, shit, absolutely. and this would, he would have a case. He would have definitely a case for defamation because apparently this affected him professionally, which of course it would, because people started spreading the rumor that, including us on this show, that he must have just been high out of his mind on coke and not doing his obligations. Sorry again, I my bad. I don't remember culpa. saying that. That must have been a Kaya thing. <laughs> well, I, I definitely, I wasn't the only one. There was definitely like rumors spread about his drug use and whatnot, and him being irresponsible. Yeah, and from I, you and Marty. That must have sucked so fucking hard to just not being able to defend yourself for two and a half years. Just imagine, just eating why shit and why, losing why did it? Why did it take two years? That's what I'm also interested. Well, it's in. a legal issue again. He was in legal trouble with Chad's, uh, sorry, Marty's lawyers and presumably his own lawyers. You know, uh, he did try to again alleged. He says that the lawyers would stall him. He said that whenever he would propose anything like, okay, here's what we're going to do. 
uh, I make a new OST, and you take down the Reddit post, and the lawyers would stall him for months at a time saying, oh yeah, we're discussing this, oh yeah, the higher-ups are lukewarm on the idea, we're warming them up, oh yeah, this has made it to management levels, it's definitely on somebody's table, we'll get back to you next week, and then he would not hear from them for two months. And they were very against the idea of taking the Reddit post down, by the way, to the point that... Um, Mick says that he reached out to one of the moderators on the subreddit, the Doom subreddit, I guess, to have the post taken down. He explained the situation to the moderator. It was taken down for like 24 hours or something and then reinstated. And the moderator blocked Mick. So if I had if I had to guess, I would say that the moderator or the subreddit in general got threatened by Marty's legal team because his legal team alleged that, well, if we take down the Reddit, it has to stay up because if we take it down, then Marty looks guilty. Even even the act of taking it down would look guilty, which now you've made it worse now, buddy. <laughs> so yeah, that's what took so long. What a wacky situation! So yeah. bizarre, S such levels of pettiness for. I also I really like reasons. mix mix. He still has a deep, profound respect for like the finished product. I guess like Doom Eternal, like. He says this statement is not an excuse for a hate campaign. Acts of hate dished out online won't result in any positive change. It only makes things worse. Because you don't obviously want to like levy harassment against a game. He seems that, very like, he seems sad. It's so yeah. sad to read this. Like he he literally in the art in the piece in his article, he says, um, you know, he announced that we would no longer be working together. Marty announced this. Uh, this wasn't my decision. I like working on Doom. I love the games. I'm very proud of the work I did with them, and I'm very happy to have met the people I met at that company. And just this one fucking petty douchebag who for some reason doesn't reply to my emails and then wants me to take the blame. <laughs> Is that in there verbatim? <laughs> uh, well, no, but he does... I think he does it's call implied. him a toxic asshole or something. Well, yeah, that's probably fair. What the fuck happened between them that caused this rift? I'm so it, curious to see if Marty or id Software in general will make a statement anytime soon. It, like Kaya said before, it really does feel targeted, like something like irrational, like Marty just doesn't like Mick Gordon for some reason. Even though, it's like, so when I think of like... Doom music, it's it's Mick Gordon, like he's what made that game. Yeah, no one's like thinking fun. of Chad Musseltoe or whatever. Like, it is Mick Gordon's baby. Yeah, it is. And everybody loved the first soundtrack. This is like, this is something where you should not cut corners. They fucking just steal his music. They say, no, we're not approving or paying you for this. And then you put it in the game, you asshole. Apparently he had an issue with the with another Bethesda studio, not its software, but another one for whom he also did an OST. They shot down the whole project eventually, apparently, and never paid him for it. They said, we're not going to use this. And then they ended up selling it. Which he had to find out when they started selling it. And so he had to shoot them an email like, uh, this is illegal, you have to pay me for this. And then they paid him. It's like, this is unethical behavior from top to bottom. This is fucked up. And I'm starting to believe like all of the accusations of like crunch and unethical shit going on at AAA game studios. Because this is what they do to Mick fucking Gordon. Imagine what they do to like a cubicle slave programmer. What did you, right? did you like, seriously believe that didn't exist? Yeah, what? No, I did, of course, but my point is, like, you would think that somebody like Mick Gordon would be one of the few people where they can't push, push him around and bully him, but no, they just bully him all the same. It also shows it's, it's that a lot of amazing. crunch comes down to, like, uh, managerial incompetence, I would say. <laughs> people that Absolutely. don't this know is how something... to organize a project. 
it's isn't it mind-blowing this is something that you learn as like a student in college is okay you're gonna work on a group project however long you think it is gonna take make it double because that's how long it is actually gonna take that's a, one of the fundamental lessons you learn and this guy just shows up and says ah make just make two tracks a month it'll be fine also you have 48 hours <laughs> buddy it's <laughs> yeah. so fucking stupid from top to bottom it is it is it is really uh fun to get an insight into into the industry in that way like the curtains pulled back a bit i i i'm gonna read through this this is it is a very interesting read so far and very sad for mick all right let's uh let's let's wrap on a happy note things we like corner um uh yeah just to get andrew talking a bit (laughs) i've just been listening i've been captivated yeah but i want to hear your voice andrew oh thank you you. thank you uh, Jackson's fresh butthole. Okay. When I pound it. Immediately. Regret. No, wait, well, why am I starting? You're the one who starts. It's yeah, Jack but I just wanted to hear your voice. I said that. Um, well, God of War Ragnarok, obviously. Such a good game. Came, yeah. Mm. Came oh, did you guys see the, um... Yeah. Sorry, not I was gonna, I was gonna tie into that, Kai. The only thing I okay. don't like is that the fucking characters won't shut up about solving the puzzles for me <laughs> as soon as i'm in a puzzle section they just won't shut up they just keep telling so i, I watched a little bit of this backseat gaming it's so bad it's so annoying i, oh I watched God. a why little bit of the game why put puzzles it? in the game if you're just gonna make the character solve it for me i don't get that i don't you get guys it. at why? home if you haven't played this game or watched it if you stop touching your controller for like two seconds that fucking owl or whatever the fuck it is will immediately chime in going uh you have to pull the sleever here so as to lower the bridge this lever right here. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't but, care. Like the game has like an incredible set of accessibility options. Why is that not just in there? Just let, like, let me turn it on if I need a hint or something. Don't just because they think you're me. idiots. Because it turns out that Sony assumes that all of their players are dark side Phil. Have you guys seen this the presentation? <laughs> there is a. No. Did you see this, Charlie? You didn't see? I posted the link today, Jackson. I didn't know. But I haven't looked at it yet because we started. I'm gonna the put show. this in the chat right here. So Sony literally this is a tweet. Sony is literally designing their games with Dark Side Phil as the intended audience. And it is a developer talking about game design at the game developers conference. And they have clips of Dark Side Phil playing the game. <laughs> and the developer explains the situation like, ah, you see? So the gamer they blur his face, but it is Dark Side Phil. It's his <laughs> yeah, voice in his face. Dark Side Phil. <laughs> <laughs> it is Darkside Phil, and he's playing uh, one of the prior God of Wars, I guess. And so the developer like places clips and then goes, oh. "Ah, so you see, <laughs> the player has now concluded that he got the item, and he must open a door." <laughs> <laughs> it's so very clearly Darkside Phil. Yeah, I know. It's just like a slight blur of him. Taken out the webcam. They could have just like cropped that out. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck! Egg. That's so funny. But like, what? I think like the general audience is like Dark Side Phil, which is why I don't have a problem with this kind of stuff being yeah, in like the accessibility him? option. Why yeah, somebody knew? There has to be like a troll must have done yeah. this. Oh my god! Knew. It's like it's like if someone made a video on Charlie and was like, we obscured their face so they couldn't be identified, and you could still see his hair and his white T-shirt and his background. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> It's just funny to me that Sony's basing their game design on Darkseid's Phil, lowest oh. common denominator IQ. You've made it, Darkseid. Oh You're officially God. the bottom of the barrel. You are the accessibility target. 
That's too <laughs> fucking funny. Holy shit. Oh, that man. That is so fucking awesome. Oh, the game's incredible. That this is real, by the way, in case anybody at home thinks we fell for an edit, just go on YouTube and type in uh, the level design of God of War. They it's an probably, actual speech. How did they even get his Let's Play over any other? I think if you type in, like, God of War Let's Play, his would not be... That's why be... I think it's a joke. That's why I think it's, like, intended. Uh, Andrew, you watch Darkseid, Phil. When he plays a game, he uh -huh. will get stuck on tutorial puzzles. Like, yes, he will struggle he will. on the tutorial puzzles. Yeah. So... <laughs> if a game's looking to make it like as accessible as possible to every gamer, I actually think he's a great baseline to Dark use. Darkside Phil is pretty fucking amazing. Let's use Bayonetta for an example. He'll play Bayonetta and there'll be an introductory cutscene where a character will be like, you must open these seven gates and go through to these realms by doing this. And the whole time he'll go, whoa, look at her boobs. Oh, she's really banging. Whoa, she's so hot. And he'll scream over that. And then when the gameplay starts, he'll go, what do I do? They didn't explain what I'm supposed to do. I don't get it. The game never even told me that. <laughs> never even told me. Streamers do that all the time. I've seen Charlie do that. <laughs> Oh god, that is so funny. Anyway, that, that was fun. A, a <laughs> literal so game funny. developer. <laughs> I can't get over how funny that is. The, the censorship is the funny part it's to me. So no. clearly didn't even try well, to censor. so fucking funny, I know it. Oh, and using him <laughs> as the fucking plateau for all gamers. <laughs> and explaining, like, with the graphs, okay, this is how stupid we are going to make it for men like this, and it's dark side. Oh, film. man. Oh, that is awesome. I totally Just agree. Make, it, make it make it toggleable. Make it yeah. make it a thing you can switch on and off for those kind I don't of gameplay get why designs. You, why you put a puzzle in that at all. Like, if the goal of a puzzle is to stump the player, which is, like, what a puzzle is, right? Mm -hmm. Why solve it immediately yeah. for them? I don't get it. Okay, sorry to uh, derail your uh, thing. I like. No, that's Jackson. that was so goddamn funny. Uh, so you like Andrew? Ragnarok. Uh, Andrew, are you re recording the entire call? Uh yeah. Why? Oh, thank God. Charlie just said that his power's out or something. Ah. No, uh, should we just wrap then? We can do. His PC just crashed. Yeah, all right. The things we like. Yeah. Corner ended on my <laughs> note. <laughs> I like yeah, all of us are here. I want to hear something from Andrew. Oh. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Let's see. I'm trying to think of something that really is good. Um, okay. I won't get too into detail because I'm making a video on it. But lately I've been playing Shadow of War. And it's... Did I bring this up last time? I think that was your last thing I like as well. Yeah, I don't... Okay, I don't want to go too much into it. Um, fuck. I, I don't want to say Modern Warfare 2 because it is what I've been playing with a bunch of people lately. But it's just such a boring answer because I don't have a lot to like say on it. It's just fun. That's uh, that's all you need. It's just to bring a bit of positivity to the end of the show. Yeah. To leave people smiling. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't know. I haven't been doing much interesting. I've just been like, like the other thing I've been getting really into is uh, fucking fan remixes of songs online. I've been listening to a lot of like Siva Gunner and a lot of those like fan remix channels and just finding interesting shit and like stuff that they've done. I've been really boring okay. the last like two weeks just working on shit. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll wrap it up. I also, mine is also a video game. I've been basically addicted to Slime Rancher 2, which mm. is a very, very cute game. Mm -hmm. I which, tried uh... the first one and found it boring. Like, what, what are you doing? Really? 
Um, you hoover up slimes and you breed them and you farm them. It's pretty much in the name. You just ranch slimes. <laughs> it's I don't know. It's very zen, uh, very casual, easy game, and very cutesy. So I like oh. to play that. Here, I'll, I'll give adorable, you a, highly recommend. I'll, I'll give you a different answer. I don't think I've talked about this on the show. I've been rewatching King of the Hill in its entirety. Oh, really? That is a good rewatch. Yeah, I, I watch one episode a day with my girlfriend because she's never seen it. Um, that, that show has aged amazingly well. It is still just as funny, and the topics they bring up are still just as like relevant. Ooh, it's Charlie, a great fucking show. Just in time for your corner. No, and, you like Andrew. You recorded this whole call, right? Yeah. yeah Thank God, because my computer just crashed and I lost all of it. So well, we'll you're, the, see, you're the hero. That's funny because uh, halfway through this episode, one of the drivers on my computer failed and my webcam crashed. So I only have my audio. I don't have my video for this episode either. Oh my God! <laughs> Splendid. Well, if you need it, I have the call as well. Yeah, um, I have the call. I have all turn. the call as well. Yeah, and my audio, but my video is probably not going to be in this episode. What a fucking disaster that <laughs> turned into. Holy shit. Uh, things I like, Corner. Uh, you can't steal mine. I mean, you can if you want to elaborate on it. I want to hear your thoughts on God of War, honestly. Oh, I think it's a masterpiece. I'm not done with it yet, but okay. I think it's a masterpiece. Um, I'll choose something else, though. Things I like. Uh, working computers... Mm. <laughs> Give me a second. Tesla rockets. What about the concert you went to? Unlike, yeah, who did you see? COVID? Yeah, the concert was hype. I went to see Baby No Money and Young Gravy. It was a lot of fun. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, I had a great time. Yeah. Oh yeah, they came around to shoot stuff in there. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Is it the um like when was oh. the last concert you had gone to? Literally college, probably. Yeah, okay. Jackson, aren't you soon going to a K-pop concert? Yeah, that's like in three months, though. <laughs> I'll report back yeah, in three months about fun. that. All right. Can I change my answer again? I just I glanced no, around my no. desk, and I just got the actual answer. I love the Steam Deck. I've been using it a lot lately, and put a bunch of games on it, and I just it's just so fucking good. Such a goddamn good handheld. Comfy. It runs you, everything. You said it's on your desk. Do you just sit there at your desk playing it? No, like, where, I have a dock. You... So I charge it, but then I like play it in bed or on my couch or wherever. But it's it, it just runs everything. I'm shocked. Like I mentioned Shadow of War earlier. That's only from last gen, but it runs perfectly. It runs at a smooth the, 60 FPS the whole time on a fucking portable console. It's amazing. But the, the screen resolution is like, what, what, what is it? Like it is tiny. I, the only complaint I do have is that game was very clearly not made for a tiny console. So sometimes when I'm reading text or like looking yeah. at the map, I kind of got to like squint yeah, at it. An issue. But, but when I'm in combat, yeah. when I'm in the overworld, it's perfect. It, it fucking functions perfectly like a desktop game. It really it, it absolutely pants the Switch. Like this yeah. is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. the, the way the shit, the shit runs on this thing smoothly. Nintendo's never made like extremely powerful hardware. Mm -hmm. It's always just been gimmicky. Yeah, stuff. I mean, maybe they should. <laughs> is... I mean, they absolutely if should. They bought a, if they made a, a Switch Pro, I'd buy it. I, I think there's plenty of interested buyers in like a hyped up Switch that just runs things better and not I at agree. 30 FPS. Yeah. But they, I guess they have to make it more accessible to like a younger audience. You know, like a 14 year old needs to be able to buy the Switch on mm -hmm. saved up allowance, I suppose. Well, something but that's yeah, great. Um, something like. Genuinely, like that's relevant on that is that I found out recently the original Switch screens, I don't know if the OLEDs are that way too, but they're they're basically plastic. So the idea is you really can't scratch it. 
You have to try really <laughs> hard. And that makes sense if you're a kid and you're fucking dropping it and carrying it everywhere and being a stupid child. So Switch clearly has their Everything target audience geared, in mind. Yeah, towards children. I mean, yeah. I don't know if you've ever tried licking a Switch cartridge, but they put yeah. bitter ends on it so babies don't eat it. <laughs> yeah, also true. <laughs> Which is kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. That'll do it for this episode. Thanks everyone for listening. We got a Patreon, patreon.com slash the official podcast for bonus episodes. Charlie, are you still there? Or did you get yeah, question? no, I'm still here. I'm just trying to figure Perfect. out why that happened. Good to hear, good to hear. Um, yeah, patreon.com slash the official podcast. Uh, rate us on audio platforms, Spotify, iTunes. It always uh, helps us out, means a lot. Um, that's it. We'll see you next time. Bye everybody. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.